This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. So, are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place. Sure have. That's what the sexy lifestyle's all about. Today, we have two special guests with us, Jackie and John Melfi. They own and manage three Colette Swinger Clubs in Houston, Dallas, and New Orleans, and they run an award-winning blog site full of helpful advice about open relationships and swinging and Open Love 101. Yeah, that's Open Love 101. We're going to hear all about it later on in the show. So, you know, assume your marriage is great, your relationship is strong, but your sex life is getting a little, you know, stale or boring. And are you up to trying some new things? Like, can you do that? Like threesomes or foursomes? Maybe a moresome? What about swinging or swapping? Or maybe you're just into watching. Mm -hmm. Would you know where to go or how to get started? Even what the rules are. Well, on today's show, we'll get into how swingers clubs can spice up your sex life, even if you're not a swinger. All right. On our last show with Tess and Bob from Couples Cruise, we talked about sexy vacations. Not in Orleans. <laughs> not in Orleans. Yes, and we had a great prize to give away last week. It was a Trist vibrator from Doc Johnson. We used it last night. And we're so excited to announce that Kim and Pat are the lucky winners. Yay, Yay. congratulations, guys. And Yay. this week, we have another sexy prize to give away. So stay tuned until the end of the show on our Great Sex Matters segment, and we'll give you all the details. So today's show, Open Love, is all about open relationships. And, you know, we're swingers and we've been in the lifestyle for nine years. We have. Oh, and maybe we should explain what is the lifestyle. Uh, go ahead, so babe. It's like an umbrella word for a whole community of open-minded people. Great like, community. Like exhibitionists, voyeurs, swingers. Mm, full full swap, mm-hmm. soft swap. Sure. Anybody sex positive? Yeah, open-minded. Yes, all of that. So that's like a community, and that's what the lifestyle's all about. And, th- and things have changed a little bit since we started nine years ago, and we're going to ask Jackie and John later, because John's been in the lifestyle forever, and Jackie, you know, uh, for the last uh, few years. But we've noticed that things are getting a little younger. Yeah, maybe because we're a little older, but mm. we've noticed a lot more younger couples interested in alternative lifestyles. Yeah. We see them at the clubs. At the events. Mm-hmm. And even at the resorts when we go on vacation. Yeah, and and those resorts now are actually having events specific for young swingers. So Hito and Desire uh, both have young swingers weeks. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, um, when... As we're getting older and we see all those young people, we're feeling young at heart, too. We right? do feel young at heart. Yeah. But what's really cool is those young people are more apt to approaching us because they see us a bit as role models. Yeah, they're looking maybe for experienced couples mm-hmm. to help them out, to uh, navigate the, the novelty of it all. Hold their hands mm-hmm. or other things. <laughs> Yeah, you remember we had that great experience on the beach when we were in, in Cancun, Cancun nine years ago. Nine years ago, we and, met the couple. Mm-hmm. They told us all. They were very experienced, and they told us all about the lifestyle. And we learned a lot. And after Never a few back. days, we actually jumped in and those, at first. And those young couples, you know, who they're experimenting. They're not swingers. They're just 
you know, coming in with those bright eyes, big eyes, um, just looking to see what's out there because, you know, um, it's not about swinging. It's about the community. Right. And the, if they're even a little bit mild on the scale of mild to wild. Yeah, we're on the wild side. <laughs> they like to dress sexy. Yeah. Put on those outfits that they can't wear at the local Starbucks, that's for sure. Yeah, they're high heels. Uh, they end up going to the lifestyle clubs. We see them there. Yeah, not necessarily playing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're there touching and kissing and holding Enjoying each other. the erotic environment. For sure. Yeah, and they're maybe not having sex Maybe they're not, I mean, maybe they're not having sex with other couples, mm-hmm. just with themselves. Yeah, we've seen couples there uh, watching us, and then they're on a bed, or they get next to us, and they just fuck themselves, but they're they're not interacting with us. And so we're seeing that the lifestyle has become more like the sexy lifestyle, not necessarily the swinging lifestyle. Wait, wait, what'd you call it? The, the sexy se- lifestyle? How <laughs> ironic is that? <laughs> but in general, more and more people are talking about sex and sexual freedom, Sexual of freedom, mm-hmm. absolutely. And we, we love that. Uh, last week, Tess and Bob were talking talking about um, how their Swingers uh, Pride Parade is going to become a... Sexual Freedom Parade. Yeah, this sure. year in Orleans is going to be the first Sexual Freedom Parade for New Orleans. In July. Yeah, and if anybody wants some information about that event, they can just go onto our website on the Vanilla Twist Travel CarolynDavid.com. Yes. And we're going to be there. Yes, absolutely. We're going to be there. But the internet is cool today because we can access real-time live information live. about sex. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We see Dr. Jess is doing it more and more often. She's taking questions right on Facebook Live. Yeah. She's answering them immediately. And I know for a fact that she answers those that come in afterwards for people who are not watching or are watching the replay, I should say. And then we have our good friend, uh, Dr. Lori Batido who's now the executive director of the Pornhub Wellness Center. Mm -hmm. And how cool is that? You know, they reach over 70 million people a day. I wish that many people hit our website. (laughs) But she's putting out that real advice that people can normally not even have access to. And so hopefully people around the world are going to get real true advice about sex from those sites. So hopefully we're going to see a lot more openness and accept, acceptance to the alternative lifestyles. Sexy lifestyles, yeah. As people get more and more educated and informed about real advice from experts now that it's available online directly. Absolutely. Now, speaking about experts, <laughs> our special guests today, Jackie and John Melfi, who are a married couple. Yes. And they're swingers. They are, like us. In an open relationship. And together, they are the driving force behind the Colette Clubs, which are a very successful chain of upscale swingers clubs in Dallas, Houston, and New Orleans. They also are the creators of the award-winning lifestyle blog, Open Love 101. And together, because we do everything together, (laughs) they coach couples on the lifestyle and blog weekly about sex, love, and open relationships. So... Welcome Guys, to the show. Jackie, John, welcome to our show, and thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having us, Carol and David. Hey, guys. Our pleasure. And it's unfortunate that uh, when we were in New Orleans uh, for Mardi Gras, you guys weren't there because it would have been a blast to party or have somebody help me carry those 80 pounds of beads I had around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were sorry we missed that this year. We were... Uh, we were cradling our new baby in Houston, the yeah, club yeah. there. Yeah, which I'm, I know was well worth it. But there's always next year for Mardi Gras, that's for sure. Absolutely. So listen, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you guys got into the lifestyle and a little bit so our audience knows about you guys, all about your story, you. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, me personally, when you were talking about younger people in the lifestyle, uh, I was 18 when I had my first threesome with two girls 
I just moved from Wichita, <laughs> Kansas to uh, Tampa, Florida, uh-huh. and uh, I didn't really, um, I didn't really consider it. I never had heard the word swinging, you know, not until you know much later in my life. But I, I was definitely open-minded and and probably a lot like younger people are today. So I don't really know <clears throat> that um, uh, that there's. I mean, they're, they're, I'm sure there are some, but I think you know, even even 40 years ago, 30 years ago, there were younger people involved, and it just it just wasn't really defined that way. And mm-hmm. uh, my first swingers club was in the late 90s, and the crowd was older, and sometimes younger people would come in, and they just wouldn't feel, uh, and the club was smaller, so they just wouldn't feel as comfortable being around some of the older people. And it wasn't until um, I opened the club in New Orleans in uh, early 2000s that uh, I really saw an influx of younger people coming there. It was more like a dance club feel. But uh, I don't know. I've always considered myself open-minded. I think when I first used the term swinger for myself was probably in the late 90s. And uh-huh. it, it wasn't really a big step for me because I think I was already that way. And Whereas Jackie's story is definitely a little bit different. Mine is completely the opposite. I didn't get involved <laughs> in the swinging lifestyle until I was in my late 40s. I had been involved in a more traditional monogamous marriage, and so swinging was so far outside of anything I had ever even been taught. <laughs> when I found out that John owned swingers clubs, I was in the dark about what that even was. <laughs> so there was a fair amount of education that I had to put myself through in order to even <sighs> think about you know, entertaining the thought of doing anything like that, but with some encouragement from John and and uh, some research on my part, I got involved in it and have just, I've never looked back. I've ab- I absolutely adore the lifestyle. It's game-changing, life-changing. Uh, I love it. Well, I think we've had a very similar experience when we entered the lifestyle at our age as well. We were in our early 40s when we when we entered the lifestyle. Uh, and we've lifestyle. never looked back yeah, either. Same deal. So I know we've seen a couple clips of you guys in the news, uh, newspaper and on radio, a couple clips and videos that have been put out there. So tell us really about what's your main message that you wanted to express when you were in the media a couple weeks ago? Well, I think for me... You know, being introduced to this relationship option and having never been taught that it was an option, it was something important to me to get out. I I felt my story couldn't be so uh, special. You know, there had to be other people out there that, that were going through the same types of feelings and maybe wanting to experiment and I know from a woman's standpoint uh, at least the way we're raised you know we're not encouraged to be as sexual as men so being given this opportunity to really explore my sexuality and to be okay with exploring that sexuality which I think the, the lifestyle really affords everyone but I know for me in particular being a woman it was it was really eye-opening and really put me at ease in being able to identify with who I was from a sexual standpoint. And so it was important to me to be able to get that out, to to let other women know, you know, this is going to be okay. Yes, it's going to be a journey, but you're going to get to the other side, and you're Mm going to be amazed at who you are and what you find out about yourself. And that's the game changer that you're referring to earlier, is the eye-opening experience about finding your own sexuality. 
yeah, absolutely. Plus, you know, I think it's it's a great option for for couples. Obviously, um, you know, I think in today's world, you know, with the billions and billions of people that there are, to say that there's only one lifestyle option or one uh, partnership available really sells us short in how to construct a relationship that's going to be tailor-made. Right, sure. to fully so. enjoy life, is obviously. Now, you guys are a couple who play in the lifestyle, obviously, regularly, but can you explain to us what your personal rules are in the lifestyle with respect to singles couples. or couples, or do you play together or apart? Hall passes. Um, we, we play all kinds of ways. You know, it's it's we don't play at the clubs, Um so, you know, a lot of our time is spent, especially with three clubs now, uh, spent at the clubs, and so that's really, um, that's, that's off limits for us. So normally we play, uh, when we play together, it's going to be when we're traveling somewhere outside of the cities where our clubs are located. And mm-hmm. then um, we have an open relationship. Uh, so, you know, over the years we've gone on dates with other people and, uh uh, you know, by ourselves. Uh, one of Jackie's first experiences with a Tinder date, uh, it's when we had first, early on, we moved to Dallas, and she wasn't really familiar with driving around, so I, I, I drove her, I chauffeured her Tinder <laughs> date, and then so I cool. came home, and then a couple hours later, she called me and said, I'm ready to come home, and I went to go. It was so, you know, it was, it was an incredible experience, and when I say we play a part, you know, when we, when we have dates, it's really still together, because, I mean, I barely get back in my car and I've got her on the phone telling her about my experience. Right. And, right. Uh, and definitely when I get home, we share in the experience together. So it's still a togetherness. It's not just like we're out dating other people and not talking about it with each other. Right. That's a very and you know, nice and you way know, to put it. We're the same thing. You know, we, we only play together as a couple. We say same room, same bed, same pile. But sometimes when you're there with three or four couples, each one of us don't see what's going on. And one of our favorite things about being in the lifestyle and being open-minded is that replay, like you were just talking about, talking about what went on, what you didn't see, uh, what you want to do next time, and getting the other person's um, emotion and passion and thrill that they got from doing what they just did. So we get exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So there's really, there, I guess for us, there really aren't any, any hard, fast rules. We've had a lot of talk, talks about um, controlling, you know, how couples can control each other in a relationship. Um, And even in a swinger relationship or an open relationship, we see it happen with couples. And we just really try and be respectful for each other. And, you know, that's, for us, that's the most important thing. It's just whatever we do, we do it, you know, out of love for each other and, and the journey. So. That's great. For sure. That word respect is so key. I'm going to ask you to hold that thought. We're going to take a short pause and then uh, we're going to continue our chat with uh, Jackie and John from Open Love 101 and the Colette Clubs discussing what makes open relationships sexy and tempting for open, open-minded couples. So stay right there. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you trying to discover how to thrive in business and follow your purpose? Tune in to Entrepreneur Enlightenment with host Irina Benedict. You will learn how to combine practical business strategies with spirituality so you can grow your business with ease. If you've been searching for purpose, for freedom, for fulfillment, tune in to get your questions answered. Listen live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. All right. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David. Now, today we're talking about swinger clubs, and online with us are Jackie and John Melfi, who are the owners of the chain of Colette Clubs, which are swinger clubs in Houston, Dallas, and New Orleans. And, you know, if you want to get an inside look of a swingers club, go to our website channel on the video page, and we've posted the interview they did on ABC's Nightline, which took a tour through their clubs um, in um, Texas, I think it was. I don't remember which one it was. One of the yeah, that was actually in New Orleans. Oh, in New Orleans. Okay, okay great. Cool. Yeah. So er- earlier before the break, you guys talked about your baby in Houston, and we want to hear all about your new club in Houston. So tell us, uh, first, first of all. First, why did you open it? Yeah. How did that happen? Well, I mean, I had been uh, looking to expand for, for a number of years. I started looking at properties in Houston four years ago, just shortly after we had opened the, the Dallas Club. And uh, uh, it just it takes time to find the right piece of property for a club, a nightclub anyway, you know, even a vanilla club, but a club of, of you know, of our type, it's even more difficult because you want to make sure you stay away you know, from churches and schools and things like yeah. that. So yeah. um, we went through, uh, you know, a couple different buildings. Uh, actually, it was a few buildings where we thought we had everything finalized and then something happened and it wasn't, we weren't able to close on it. And so uh, yeah. back in um, the summer of 2016, we found this location. It had been a club before and it hadn't been open very long. So it had some of the features inside that we were looking for. 
and uh, we we got open just a few weeks ago. And what are what are some of the differences between the three clubs? Is each one very similar, or do they have their own unique personality? They do have different personalities, and I think that really comes from the the structures that they're in. You know, the club in New Orleans is in a building that's. 170 years old, so Beautiful. it's full of exposed brick, and it's a really wow. wall, a narrow building. Um, uh, it just has a different, it has a New Orleans flavor to it, you know, from like old uh-huh. New Orleans, whereas uh-huh. the Dallas Club is in a large warehouse-type uh, building, and, and, and uh, Houston is in a similar-type building, um, so some of those features are the same. Uh, they all, some of the similar features, though, would be the 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 play areas, the way we design the beds, um, sheer curtains in between. Um, one of our features that's common to all the clubs is the nine-foot diameter round bed that normally nice. has one-way glass where people can view it, you know, the people on the bed and people that right. are on the bed just dissolves in the mirrored glass. And, oh, I've got to try that one. The yeah. furnishings are similar. The artwork is similar in some of them. And, and the, the defining thread of Colette, um, I feel, is our customer service. And you know, I train my managers and the staff uh, frequently about how we can provide the best covers, customer service to the to our members that come to the club. So I think that's really what sets us apart from other clubs in the United States. That's Excellent. amazing. It's it's very uh, funny how you talked so passionately about um, the playrooms and and how they have those specifics. Because last week when we spoke to Bob and Tess, you know uh, they are event organizers. They've been doing it for years. But Bob's baby, his little um, most important thing of all his events is how he makes the playroom with the sheer curtains and the beds (laughs) and all that. And something tells me you guys have been friends and you've been (laughs) talking about stuff like this for a while. You know, that's a great story. When I I went to open the club in New Orleans, I I had a club in Tampa at that time. And we were expanding then. And um, we found this building in New Orleans and I had done some research and saw, you know, I had never been to New Orleans before. And, you know, I said, Bob at that time was having an off-premise party. Um, you know, for your listeners, that's a place, that's a party. Normally it's in a hotel or something like that or a bar. And it, mm-hmm. it, you cannot have sex there. You have to have sex off the premise somewhere else. Right. And I contacted Bob and Tess, and we met for lunch. And I told them what we were doing. And, um, you know, that I wasn't there to compete or try to put him out of business. I thought we could grow our, the base of swingers together. And he had the same frame of mind. And we became friends, and we've been working together ever since. So cool, yeah. We had a great chat with him, and uh, it's so nice um, uh, for the community to work together. And, uh, you know, we were talking before about Holly and Michael, and now Bob and Tess. And um, it's just just so important for everybody to put out the same message about, you know, open-mindedness and swinging and not swinging and and getting the real message out there. And we'll get to that with our miss a little bit later in the show. I so think, one of the things we did want to ask you is the type of people who go to your clubs. I'm sure our audience wants to hear about, you know, is it swingers only? Are they open-minded? Like, just adventurous? How How is the split? Well, it really runs the gamut of all types of people, personalities, sexual uh, things that they're into. Um, we definitely have a lot of people that are attending more and more um, that are just uh, curious and want right. to come in there and see what's, what's going on. Now, a lot of those curious people end up in some way or other playing in the club. And, um, you know, we set the rooms up so if you want to just be watched or, or, or watch others, you're, you're able to. So it could be simply just a voyeur or an exhibitionist that would come to the club. Um, a lot of couples come and don't ever do anything. They've been coming mm-hmm. for years, and they come because they like the sexy atmosphere. So it's really right. 
like, you know, it's a nice nightclub where you can come in there and dance sexy. You can wear, women can wear their sexy clothes. I mean, men can too, for that matter. Yeah. And it's just a great, safe place to meet uh, other people that are, you know of like mind that are open-minded. Great. Now, earlier we were talking about how it's getting a little younger, and we know that there's, you know, um, a lot of people in the 45 to 65. We even have friends that we've met that are in, se- in their 70s. Um, tell us a little bit the uh, the demographics, the age group of people that come there, um, what um, different uh, industries they work in, uh, school teachers, soccer moms. <laughs> Police officers. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Well, the age range, it, it, you're right. I mean, it does 21 and up. And, um, I mean, we've had, you know, it's either end of the spectrum, you know, in the early 20s or the 80s. Um, you're going to see very few of those people. Most of the people that come in there are going to be, um, the majority are going to be in their 30s and 40s. Um, and then as you get older, you see less. And as you get younger, you see a little less, too. Yeah. But they're... Um, from all uh, all careers, career paths, like you mentioned, you know, there's definitely going to be doctors and lawyers and people in law enforcement and military and uh, entrepreneurs and and who knows? I mean, it's just I mean, any any exactly. job that you can think of, probably they come they're they're out there and they they aren't um, living the just that the relationship model that Jackie mentioned, you know, the the monogamous marriage forever type of relationship. So cool. Cool. So we're, we're good friends um, with the gentleman who went to the Supreme Court of Canada and actually got swinging clubs. Uh, swinger clubs legalized in Canada. So swinger clubs are, are legal anywhere you go in Canada right now. Um, with respect to Texas and Louisiana, are there any special raw laws regarding sex, nudity and alcohol? And is it different from state to state? Absolutely, and I'm familiar with Canada and the process that they went through because I, I partnered up with someone years ago and, and helped him to, to get a club open there. Um, we ended up not staying partners, but we're still friends, mm-hmm. and that's in Toronto. Um, you know, we've looked at property also in Vancouver and for that reason because in Canada, it's really one of the only places um, where they fought you know, through the court system and we're and we're you know told yes you can have a, a swingers club with alcohol. Here in the states, the alcohol laws vary from state to state. Uh, in New Orleans, for instance, we can hand it's all of our clubs are bottle clubs, and right. uh, so you bring your own in. And in New Orleans, we can handle it and pour your alcohol for you. Whereas in Texas, um, we're not uh, by law not allowed to touch the bottles. You can still bring a bottle oh. in and, and serve oh, yourself, so you can purchase oh. it up to the bar and okay. and in. You know, there are probably some states where you could get a liquor license. I just, I think, you know, asking for trouble. I mean, it just gives you another another area of um, the government that can come in there and try and control right. what you're doing. And right. so no, if I it works, it works, right? It a private social club. What's that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it works, it works. So you don't need to worry about it. You've, you've figured yeah. it out. Perfect. So if, if a couple was to come, like a newbie couple who've never been to a lifestyle club before and they showed up at your doorstep, could you give us a little rundown of what a day in the life would be for that couple or a night in the life? <laughs> <laughs> so they've never been. They're coming to check it out and hopefully they've had some conversation about the swinger lifestyle before that they would came be a in. Good idea. We, yeah, you definitely, you don't want to come in there cold turkey. I, I have seen you know, the man or the woman, either one, bring their partner in without telling them where they were bringing them. Right. It's a private party, yeah. you got to check it out kind of a thing. And, you know, then yeah. somebody's really uncomfortable and 
so you definitely want to have some fantasy talk beforehand or, or at least set some guidelines if something does happen, if you want it to, and if you don't, then, you know, make sure you have those guidelines. Right, um, and, and once, and once the they got and, into the club, what, what, what do they do? Yeah, so in our clubs, they would get a tour and, uh, you know, and encourage people to start off just by meeting other, other couples or singles. So head to the dance area, the bar, uh, the lounge, and just start, uh, you know, introducing yourself, sitting down, talking to other couples. Um, you might move on to the dance floor and, 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 you know, dance with other people and start feeling sexy. And if the couple still feels comfortable at that point, then they might ask a couple to go, you know, let's go back to the playrooms. But mm-hmm. couples that are new, a lot of times I just see them do, you know, what they call soft swap. And right. uh, so they might play in the bed with their partner next to another partner. And you might get some touching and caressing like that. But, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I mean, a lot of times, too, it moves on to the next level. And, and uh, if, you know, if the couple has talked about it, maybe they would want to see their partner kiss somebody else or mm-hmm. have sex with someone it. else. You know, maybe it'd be oral sex or full-on, whatever it is. And, right. and um, those, then they're those up people. and at them and, you know, getting out of there and moving on to try and find someone else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering if those newbie couples actually ask questions when you're doing the tour. Are they, you know, are your tour guides or yourself apt to answer their questions as they go about the lifestyle and what it's all about and what's expected of them? Oh, absolutely, um, and we do. I mean, when we, we when we give a tour, it's not just to give a tour of the property. I mean, that's part of it, um, but we also like to explain. Some of the rules, uh, you know, someone may come in there and they don't have any idea, and so that, you know, we have to explain to them. You just can't, you just can't jump right in or start touching people here without asking. Right, um, right. and we and we, and and we know the two the two big rules are: ask first, and no means no, and nobody gets offended if you say no. So you know, those are the two prime directives. Absolutely, that's so true, and so we talk about that. And then they may ask, so how do we meet someone? You know, so the, the host or hostess will talk about, you know, the, just what I explained, how to meet other couples. And, and they may be really nervous. And then, you know, maybe we'll walk them over, introduce them to somebody that, um, mm-hmm. that we know, you know, is open to talking to new couples. So nice that happens as well. like that. Yeah. Okay, great. So I think it's time to take another short pause. And uh, coming up next is our sexy myth-busting game. Yeah. We've got Jackie and John Melfi from Colette Swingers Clubs in Houston, Dallas, and New Orleans. Remember to go to our website, carolindavid.com, and enter for your chance to win this week's prize from Doc Johnson. So stay right there. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. 
Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle and we are Carol and David. Sure are. We've been talking with Jackie and John from Colette Clubs, and they also run an award-winning blog site with lots of information about open marriages and the swinging lifestyle. Right. Now, it's time for our sexy myth-busting game, where we get the real truths about open marriages and swinger clubs. So, Jackie and John, are you ready? Let's We're ready. <laughs> Here All we right. go. Go, babe. All right. Myth number one. You have to get naked as soon as you arrive at a swingers club. That's absolutely not true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will tell you, the very first time that I was getting ready to go into a swingers club, that was my fear. That's what had me so freaked out was that I was going to be expected to do some kind of performance sexually. So I am so happy to debunk that myth. I walked in, not to say that I wasn't disappointed that nobody wanted to drag me to the back, but that didn't happen. Oh, there you go. So that's true. Go ahead. All right. Our next myth. At a swingers club, you only find the most beautiful people with the most amazing six-pack hardcore bodies. Do people really think that today still? Because I, I, I still get the feeling they think that they have their shirts unbuttoned to their belly buttons with big hairy chests and gold chains. <laughs> that, that's a whole other myth. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not true. It's, a, it's all kinds of people that go to swingers clubs, every walk of life and every body shape. You know, to bring up Bob and Tess again, one of my favorite quotes came from Bob when he said, swingers are just society. Yeah, absolutely. Slice of life. That's exactly right. You're absolutely every yeah. every type of person you can imagine. That's who's there. So here's the next that's myth: right. an open relationship means you can fuck anybody at any time. Well, that depends on and on. We can, <laughs> but it's it's uh, not across the board. That's for sure. It does not mean that. And what I see a lot of times, people think that they can fuck us anytime, and. Uh, like if you're a swinger, the day hey, uh, you know you get those guys and girls like uh, that approach you and think because you're a swinger that uh, you can just they can just drag you off and they're going to be down with it, but that's not true. Right. Either. Right. Our, our fourteen thousand friends on Facebook think the same thing of Carol. 
Yeah, yeah, I get that request every single day of my life. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. So uh, our next myth is um, an open relationship is the same as polyamory. Well, typically, I know at least for me when I think of polyamory, I think of couples that are more inclined to be in dual relationships, um, serious relationships, you know, where you're sharing a home with not only your significant partner, but your other partner. And whereas an open relationship, uh, you're not doing that so much as you are just open to the concept of being able to date other people or see other people in addition to your partner. Would you it don't be share fair a home to, with these people. Would it be fair to say that the difference between polyamory and swinging or an open relationship has to do with that emotional connection, almost like being in love with the other person or couple? In, in, polyam- uh, in polyamory, he means. Right. Well, I, I think in polyamory, yeah, for sure, there's, uh, there's definitely accolades of love for each other. Right. Like I said, they're, they're going to be more prone to sharing a home with each other, uh, mm. you know, in a family setting. Now, John and I identify as having an open relationship, and I think part of the reason we identify with that is because we are open to the concept. We think it's uh, natural to have feelings not just for your partner, but for people that you come in contact with. We feel that that's a, a, a bonding feeling that you end up having for other people. You can have love for for all sorts of people, maybe right, not right. at the same level as you do for your partner, but I think right. it's, um, I think but being people like, to that. People that you care for. Are. Right, exactly. You have yeah, a caring absolutely. relationship. Right, that you're, you know, that you can be honest with how you feel towards someone and it's mm-hmm. not going to be deemed a threat to the relationship that you have with your partner. You, but right, actually, exactly. it should help strengthen those bonds. Okay, good. So I hope that clarified the relationship being open or polyamory. Here's another one then. An open relationship is just a way to justify cheating. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they, you know, it's so hard when you're talking about swinging or polyamory or open relationships. It's so hard when you've been raised in that traditional monogamous platform to get out of the cheating concept. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it's just so hard for people, uh, you know, I, I mean, I know it was for me before I understood anything about swimming. <laughs> right. I, you know, I would have said the same thing. Oh, well, they're just, you know, they're just using that as a way to cheat. Not understanding the dynamics around swinging or poly or open or, you know, any of those alternative lifestyles that, that are consensual. Uh, but exactly. cheating is not consensual, whereas all those other things are, is what you're saying. Right. I mean, and, and I think anybody that you ask in the swinging community or the poly community or the open relationship community, they're going to say the basis for those the, these lifestyle options is honesty and trust. Right. I don't know about you, but when I think of cheating, those aren't the words that come to mind. <laughs> no. We agree. No, exactly. <laughs> all right. Our next myth is... Um, once you're in an open relationship, it always has to stay open. You know, one of my favorite things to say is uh, 
these relationships should be fluid. They should just always be altering and changing and morphing as you go because that means that there's growth. So whether what you're doing today is something that you're going to be doing in six months, I think to have a rigid set of guidelines, you do a disservice to the relationship. So I think absolutely that doesn't necessarily have to, to be the way it is starting out to however far down the line you want to go. Exactly, I agree. And I just wanted to say that when we sat down here uh, and opened up our mics to get started on the show, I was saying to David that we're here having a show about open relationships. Now, we do not consider ourselves in an open relationship. So how exactly is the difference between swinging and open relationship in your opinion? Is it it a type of open uh, relationship? You know, there's debate about that. It comes down to labels. <laughs> and yeah, okay. I'm not really too, you know, I don't know. I, really, I don't like labels so much. But we, we have to labels. talk about these things sometimes, right? And I think swingers uh, in general talk about they don't, they don't like any feelings to get involved. Um, and it's normally, you know, when you're a swinger, I think you do it together in some fashion, like in the same house or, you know, room or club or whatever. Whereas an open relationship... Um, uh, you know, Jackie or, or or myself will go out on a date with someone else and maybe have a relationship with that person in addition to, you know, I mean, I went out with a girl the other day and she's really just a friend of mine. Yeah. And um, if she said, yeah, you want to go back to my place? I would, you know, I would call Jackie and say, hey, I'm heading over to her house and, you know, that would be okay. So I, I just, it's probably just a little further along. Right, okay, I get it. You're so restricted yeah. as you would in a swing relationship, I think, as far as... That goes. So, I mean, a lot of swingers cool. definitely that I've talked to just never thought about it. And I didn't for a long, long time until I met Jackie. Uh-huh. I mean, it takes right. a special couple, I think, to do that. Yeah, for ab- sure. absolutely. So, I think we have time for one more myth. Here's the myth that I'd like to end with An open relationship ultimately breaks couples apart. But, uh, that's for sure not true. And, um, I mean, I know uh, many couples that are in open relationships have been married a long, long time. And, um, you know, Bob and Tess, for one, I mean, I think they pretty much play, they play separately a lot, and they've been together and married a long time, so. They were first kisses now, of each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, now, I think couples, relationships break apart because that's what happens sometimes. Right. Okay. Sometimes it doesn't, right. and it doesn't matter what you're into or what model that you're, what relationship model that you're in, it just happens. Right. Cool. Beautiful. All right. So you know what? Um, That was amazing. And, you know, we believe it's just so important to get those real truths out. Um, And um, we're going to take a short pause and nobody go anywhere because up next is our Great Sex Matters uh, segment with um, Jackie and John. And we have some special uh, questions to ask of Jackie in her new book. So uh, Jackie and John from Open Love 101, hang right there. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? 
Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. Fire can destroy your home, your business, and your life in seconds. On Speaking of Fire, with co-hosts Mike Schlattman and Donna Ingram, we investigate fire, the origin and causes, and provide important information to prevent accidental fires and save your life, loved ones, and your property. We speak to experts about technology, investigative research, and insurance issues with regard to fire. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle and we are Carol and David. And I love taking breaks because Carol just sits there, pulls up her top and she's shaking her tits and like she's trying to distract me from from the show. So, um, okay, now I got to get my thoughts back in here. So now for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because put your tits away because (laughs) great sex matters and we all deserve it. Yes, we do. (laughs) Great sex matters is sponsored by Doc Johnson, America's pleasure products who are providing the sex toys for our weekly giveaway. This week's prize is the iVibe Select iPlay Vibrator. I like. <laughs> David loves it. Um, you can get all the details of this product and all our future products on carolanddavid.com, and you can go to our radio page to enter the contest. And remember, you can even enter if you're listening on demand, so please go there and enter right away. All righty. So, as you might have guessed, and as we got into bits and pieces earlier on, Jackie and John are swingers. They're in an open relationship, and most important, they're subject matter experts on all of these topics. They have a blog called Open Love 101, and Jackie is actually writing a new book about swinging. So, Jackie, we're going to start with you telling us what motivated you to write a book. We wrote a movie, and we're almost three years into it and knows all, know about all the time and effort. Tell us what motivated you to write the book, and what's it about? Well, I'll tell you, the the name of the book is Swinger's Lifestyle, The Questions You Are Afraid to Ask. Uh-huh. And really, this book is a compilation of 
emails and questions uh, that I've received either online or questions from patrons in the club or through the Open Love 101 site, um, you know, for people that are curious in the lifestyle, people that are maybe struggling with an issue in the lifestyle and kind of our interaction with that. And that was really kind of how this book came into being was I thought, you know, this person wants to know this piece of information. I know that there's hundreds and thousands more that are wanting to ask the same question, need the Uh same information. So why don't we just put everything together and we'll put it in a book form and see if that doesn't help answer some questions. People can kind of read it in the privacy of their own home, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe give them some insight and some courage to maybe step outside that box that they got themselves in to to try something different, maybe embrace that wild side that they have. And can you give us, you know, a few examples of some of the, the important questions or the recurring questions that people are asking of you that you've dealt with in your book? Well, of course, always the one of the top issues that people seem to struggle with when they're first in the swinging lifestyle is jealousy. Absolutely. Um, That's fear, what I would have guessed. You know, their fears that they have. You know, they're doing something really outside of what most people have been raised to right. believe is going to make a successful relationship. So to really test those waters, it can be hard to reprogram our thought patterns from that. Right. Um, exactly. I get a lot of questions from, uh, again, m- people new to the lifestyle. What can we expect? What, you know, they're, they're trying to dot all of their I's and cross all of their T's mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they get into a club or how do they go about finding people to, to swing with? I just wanted to say that a couple of weeks ago, we were interviewed on a show uh, called Wise Women, and they were, for the first time, they had swingers on air, and they wanted to ask us questions about our swinging lifestyle, and their question was about this jealousy issue, and these were sexologists and psychologists, two women in the Wise Women um, who were interviewing us, and they just absolutely could not believe that... Um, there was no jealousy. That there was no jealousy that we were able to either contain our jealousy or deal with our jealousy or that it wasn't a big factor. And no matter what we said, she kept bringing this back. But my couples might, because she's a therapist, so like my, my clients, that there's always this issue of jealousy. Well, not, I, not in their couple related to swinging. No. Just in their couple yeah. related to walking down the street <laughs> and looking at somebody pretty. So I get the fact that normal monogamous people don't can't get their heads around it because even this very educated person who constantly asks us the same question just could not believe that people in the life style have a way of grasping and getting a hold of the jealousy and not letting it take over so we get that question is number one so i'm happy that people have a resource now to find the answer so that's great and jackie yeah, how, how, so go i was just going to ask you how would you answer that question about those people talking to you about jealousy and dealing with it um in the lifestyle how do how would they how do they deal with jealousy no, how would you how would you respond to their issue when they say, "Well, don't aren't there people? Isn't there a jealousy issue in in the swinging community?" Well, typically, what I I try to do, of course, I relate my personal stories 
with them, you know, I'm not so much about telling them, this is what you need to do to have a successful relationship. I say, this oh, okay. is what I did in my relationship, oh, okay. and, you know, I want, to, I want to share the success that I've had in my relationship, and hopefully maybe you can pull whatever you need. Now, in the case of jealousy, you know, the times that I experienced those, you know, really what jealousy is is a fear. We have a fear of something. We have a oh, fear that maybe we're going to lose something. Or maybe I'm going to lose Joan because this other woman uh, is prettier. Or she kisses better. You know, just all of those things that our brain or our ego wants to take us. And I think what adds to that is society's view of jealousy. You know, we're expected to be jealous. Jealousy right. is seen as a sign of love to our partner if we, if we exhibit these kind of anger-fueled responses to this happening. So to say, well, we're going to take that anger away, we're going to have this feeling, this fear, and we're, you know what we're going to do? We're going to walk through it. We're going to actually see if the fear or jealousy that we have is based on any kind of reality. You know, is John going to leave me for this random woman that kisses him better? The reality of that is, is no. So how can I, you know, let's get over to that other side and maybe come at it from a more compersion-based setting where I'm happy in, in my partner's happiness. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing, amazing. So between all these new things that happened to you when you met John and you learned about the lifestyle and you jumped in full force and I guess you changed your attitude, you said it was a life changer for you. Can you pick out one important lesson that you learned about how to build a strong relationship that you've learned since you two have been together? You know, I think for me, probably the most important factor that I learned was that it was perfectly okay for me to be who I was. Mm-hmm. Okay. To accept myself, that I, I didn't have to alter myself for this relationship. I didn't have to fit into societal norms or religious norms or any of it. I could just be in this relationship with my partner and say, this is what I want from it and and feel like I love you. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's well, well said. Really nice way to end our discussion. Yeah, wow, that was um, just so great, and what an insightful um, discussion with you guys. So, you know, Jackie and John, uh, you're just so amazing, and you know, thanks so much for being here today. And we look forward to visiting your club in New Orleans when we're there um, at Naughty in New Orleans yeah. in July. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you guys going to be there? We will. We'll see you guys there for sure. Excellent. Absolutely. So why don't you, before we uh, sign off, why don't you take a minute and let everyone know how to reach out to you on your websites, at your clubs, and on social media? Yeah, the best way is through the sites, and you can find our social media links there. Uh, That would be collectclubs.com, and then you can find any of the clubs on that site. That's collectclubs.com, and then uh, openlove101.com is our site where we share uh, our blogs and we do videos every other week where we talk about issues that swinger couples might be dealing with. So openlove101.com is the place to reach out to us there. Fantastic. And and we have some of those videos up on our site at carolandavid.com. So um, people who are listening, you can go anywhere and we have Jackie and John everywhere. (laughs) Well, that's it for our show today. A big thank you to our special guests, Jackie and John Melfi, uh, who are the owners of the uh, chain of Colette Clubs and Open Love 101. Uh, and especially to everybody out there for listening. 
Yeah, and remember to go to our website, carolyndavid.com, to enter the contest and get more information on Doc Johnson's sex toys. And send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. Right. So join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle when we get into discussing why it's never too late to start again with Dr. Sandra Lamorghese, who became a dominatrix at age 55. What a story she has. You're not going to want to miss that show. So we're Carol and David reminding you to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 